0: This is the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast. So you can stay on top of the trends and make the best investment decisions. Mike Riley and Mike Ferrante provide insight on the current status of the Cleveland real estate market. Stay tuned. Hi, everybody. It's Mike Riley again with my sidekick, Mike Ferrante, on a beautiful spring afternoon uh, here in Cleveland, 75 degrees green blue sky mike how are you doing out in soul or twinsburg you're in Twinsburg, twinsburg yeah
1: yeah i live in the northeast ohio cleveland real estate dream mr riley
0: (laughs) and and to think two weeks ago there was snow on the ground here
1: yeah well every year we're always puzzled by that but every year it happens we get late snow and and then all of a sudden it's 80 degrees and sunny
0: yeah Kind of like the stock market. Yeah, <laughs> it's up, it's down. Um, well, we're this is uh, I, I guess I could uh, call this our class in the grass uh, podcast because uh I went swimming at uh, the skating club, swam my laps, and I'm out here in the patio with my laptop doing this podcast, and you're outside with your headphones. So, folks, if you hear some some cars in the background and some kids way in the distance in the pool that's 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 why so it's class in the grass podcast but you know what we got to make time to do the may heat check mike right
1: yeah i'm ready with some numbers i know our go listeners ahead. like the data they like uh, not just not just thoughts and speculation but give us some hard data to support what we're saying right
0: yeah um, well, well we're going to again we're going to not only do may heat check but then we're going to go Ah, uh, bubble time. Measure the bubble. Is there a bubble? Question mark. How do you find a house to buy? Should you buy? When to buy? So, but let's start out with analytics. Go, go for it. Yeah, Mike.
1: An- analytics. So, you know, we've been talking for how long about inventory shortage, and I think that's nationwide. You know, I think it's hard to find a market where it's balanced or maybe a buyer's market. It just doesn't exist right now. Uh during the recession in our northeast Ohio market, single-family homes, there was a surplus, and that's why it was a buyer's market. All these homes on the market, not enough buyers. We had eight, nine thousand listings active. Then 2016-ish, that's when things kind of balanced out, and we were kind of normal, four, five, six thousand listings. And then during this shortage, We've gotten as low as 1,792 listings February of last year. So we're all kind of waiting to see, hey, when is inventory going to rebound? Well, good news if you're a buyer, we finally had a month where inventory increased A fairly significant amount. Now we're up to 1,989 listings last month, and we were starting, it was trending down still. We were at 1,700 and changed the last few months. So it does look like inventory is rising, which is normal for this time of year because more people sell, you know, after school's over and that kind of thing. Number of sales still staying pretty steady. I know that people were thinking, oh, you know, what's going to happen to the number of sales with the inventory being low and with interest rates rising? Well, guess what, guys? It's pretty much identical to last year and the year before that and the year before that. Uh, This inventory shortage hasn't slowed down the number of sales. It just has made it harder for buyers to compete in the market. So they're making 10 offers instead of making one or two offers and getting a house.
0: Okay. Wow. And and that's unusual for Cleveland, right? Yeah.
1: That's not the norm. You know, maybe in other places there's, you know, you're competing and houses are selling in 24 hours, but that wasn't the norm here in Cleveland, but anymore you, when you make an offer uh, someone was just telling me a story, uh, talking to uh, my oral hygienist and she was saying, yeah, my kids just uh, bought a house And, uh, you know, they made their first offer thinking, well, this is probably the first of many. And they actually just got a house uh, on the first try. Uh, Yes, there were multiples, but they went over list price and they got it. uh, And that's kind of still the norm. Um, And speaking of going over list price, that's what prices are doing. They're they're still rising. Although, as I predicted, prices did dip a little bit over the winter like they do every year. I, I saw no reason why that seasonal Slight dip in prices wouldn't occur. And yeah, in the heart of winter, uh, where we were up to a median sales price of about 200,000 at the peak last year, it dipped down to 170 in January and February. Now it's on the rise again. 180,000 was the median last month. And we're expecting that to rise again through 2022. Um, as market time goes down. We're down to 10 days on the market right now, Mike, which was the the low point last year. We're already, it's April, and in June of last year, 10 days on the market was the average. So competition's heating up again, uh, but the good news is inventory's rising a little bit. Uh, Prices are going to continue to go up.
0: Okay, now you just uh, did a fire hose of of numbers here. Let's do a quick recap. So when it was super slow post-crash, right? The average time on the market was 60 Um, days.
1: Yeah. I mean, we can, I can kind of give you a generality about that. It was 60, 90 days. Wasn't uncommon. I don't have the exact number, but yeah. I mean, if, if you could sell your house in six months or less, that was considered (laughs) a success
0: and And multiple offers,
1: forget about it.
0: (laughs) That was, yeah, that was the dream, but yeah. Uh, and I, I think there was a run on that that patron saint where you buried it in the front lawn.
1: Yeah, I house. think it's I St. Christopher. You're, you're,
0: you're Catholic. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. So I think it's St. Christopher, if I'm not mistaken. And I think you're supposed to bury him upside down in the backyard, but I'm not 100% okay.
0: sure on that. Okay. All right. Well, you know, okay. So we went from 60 to 90 days down to 10 days? 10. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, so. Uh, that's, I guess, the best way you can say that this is a seller's market, where 10 years ago, it was a buyer's market, right? That's right. That's
1: right. And halfway through, it was a very balanced market. And that's kind of the best of both worlds for everybody. You know, right now, people are hurting. Back in 2008 to 2010, sellers were hurting. Buyers are hurting right now. But things, things will start to even out with these rates going up.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. Well, you know, it's like that's how the market works it balances itself out. So right now we are in. So what would you, what would you say to somebody looking to buy? Wait till the market levels off or just be prepared to make a bunch of offers?
1: I, I would say if you're looking to buy. I I would want to know why you're buying, you know, because I think there's uh, some questions to be asked regarding that if you need to buy right now, or you're an investor and you want to buy, I would say there's really no value in waiting. And the reason for that is not because I want to sell more houses, but instead, because we see no indication that prices are going to come down. We see no indication that interest rates are going to come down. And while sure the competition may level off, What good is that if you wait six months and prices are up 5% and the interest rate goes up another 1%, there's a cost to waiting. Now, if if we were seeing signs of a rush of foreclosures, which we're not, or the possibility of a bubble, which I know you said we'll get to that, then sure, maybe we'd say, look, stay on the sidelines for a while. Let's wait and see if this plays out. But spoiler alert, no one is predicting that. The same conditions that were prevalent in 2006 to 2008, which led to that debacle, just aren't present today. Right.
0: Yeah. There's more regulation, you know, in the marketplace. You can't just, first of all, you can't do a liar loan like you did, you know, back in those days where nobody was checking your income levels. You didn't put any money down. It was just pure speculation. I mean, it was like the, Well, the market crashed in 1929. People were buying on margins and they were, you know, yeah. all you got to do is watch the big short that tells you everything you need to know. But so we've got a good sense of the market. I I do think, let's talk about bubbles. I do think there is, seems to be some kind of bubble on these duplexes. Um, I was telling you about this one uh, investor slash client of ours. I'm not going to mention his name. He's a doctor in Indianapolis and he, uh, he's a drizzly.com customer for, for those that are, don't know what a drizzly.com customer is. That's when I, you know, uh, talk to, you know, they listen to the podcast, they send an email inquiry. They want to get some, just some overview advice and, um, those are the people we, you know, we actually call back. We ask everybody to listen to the podcast to do their quote homework, unquote. Um, make sure they're serious about talking to us. So I make the time, you know, it's usually about a 30-minute call. And then I just tell them, okay, hey, you owe me a bottle of wine. $50 bottle of wine, grizzly.com, eight years in the desert. <laughs> that's my that's my, <laughs> that's my that's my wine of choice. So now I'm up to. Four bottles so far. Four bottles in one year. So and really nice people. But this guy, this this guy, uh, no names. He bought that quad quadplex, you know, in the near oh, west side. Uh, west side, yeah. And three hundred thousand, no, three ten for this quadplex. Three ten
1: or three twenty, something like that. Yeah.
0: And in oh9 that place sold for. Thirteen thousand. Yeah, were telling me the other day. That's
1: right. Yeah, yeah. Oh nine. It was a uh, you know bottom of the market. Obviously needed a full rehab. I'm sure for that price. Yeah. And then we saw the progression of transfers and how, uh, like in the last three years, it went for one something to two something to three something, which yeah. doesn't seem right. There's something askew there.
0: Now this is a new investor. Very, very good doctor, he seems, and you know, everybody wants to you know, be the, the smart, savvy, saver, investor, plan for the future, so they want to get into real estate. Now, here's a couple of things. First of all, let's say they did a rehab. They bought it in 13,000 2009, and they do a rehab. I saw this place. There's no rehab done. Maybe they, they patched the roof, but the driveway is gravel. The porch is kind of falling apart. And we've got a guy buying out of state for three hundred and ten thousand dollars. Hey, let's stop here. We gotta pay some bills. Thirty seconds, and we'll be back. If you've been listening to this podcast, then you understand or should understand the pitfalls of investing in Cleveland real estate. Say you're looking for an investment property to rent, and these are the things that could happen and often do. You overpay for a house, and it's in the ghetto. Then you find that it's a money pit with endless surprise repairs. Your hapless property manager who may be the brother-in-law of the realtor, gets a tenant who after three months stops paying the rent. Then the toilet explodes and you have nobody to repair it because guess what? The property manager is not answering the phone. Yep, that's the ugly side of the Cleveland real estate market. But we have a solution. Buy one of our properties. It's been inspected. It's been vetted. It's in a rock solid part of town. It comes with a gold star tenant paying top dollar rent, and we manage it. Call us at 216-371-8160 if you're interested. Now, those of you who are looking to armchair buy out of state, let let me just throw a piece of advice out. You tell me what you think, Mike. How about looking at the history of this house to, to pick up whether we're in bubble territory. I mean, you go from 13,000 in 09 to 310,000 with very little rehab. That, doesn't that reek of a bubble?
1: I, I would agree that that is one indicator, sure.
0: Okay, so a little due diligence for those of you who are hot to buy a duplex, look at what the price history is. And then certainly uh, higher, higher pay money for somebody to do analytics on your purchase before you plunk down the money might cost you a couple hundred dollars, but it'll be money well spent where somebody can say, no way. This is not a good area. This is, this is a speculative area. It's like buying one of these unicorn uh, stocks now that are getting just crushed in the stock market. So. That's your unicorn stock or unicorn house, uh, where you can really lose your shirt. And that's when you're getting into speculative bubbles. We also have areas of Cleveland that are I think are getting overpriced now. Kingston, Queenston, Canterbury, the Royal Heights. What's your thoughts, Mike? It's a heat um, check know, I,
1: I still see those types of areas as stable. You know, I think that the appreciation that you're seeing in those types of suburban areas is, what's the word I'm looking for? It's valid. I don't, you know, I, I don't see the numbers getting so inflated over there that someone's going to get hurt. You know, now, if you have to resell that house in a year or two, sure, everyone ends up losing on their investment, on their equity, just due to costs to sell. But you know where I think we've talked about this before, where the biggest appreciation has been here in the Northeast Ohio area is Cleveland proper. It's investors paying double what a house was worth two years ago, five years ago. You know, this 100% appreciation in, in three years. Well, no, it was actually 72% appreciation in three years is what Cleveland proper had because of these investment properties.
0: Right. How 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 well do you think these investment properties are doing, though?
1: How well? You, you mean how from a well. cash flow stand? Yeah. yeah. Uh, from a cash flow standpoint, I think that, uh, and this is the point I was going to make when you talked about the the three hundred plus uh, fourplex purchase, is that these properties are not just paper investment tools. Numbers on paper are one thing, but to actually see the performance of that asset. And a year later to go back and say, hey, I thought it was going to make this much and that's why I paid this much, nine times out of 10, the investor is going to be disappointed. So how well is it performing? How well are these performing? In many cases, I think it's not what the numbers on paper said because there's other risk factors.
0: Yeah. So anyways, we were talking talking about um, do these investments in Cleveland, which has is- had the highest appreciation. Are they good investments? And you said, which leads to our last point of discussion is this whole issue of cap rate. I've had a conversation with a really nice guy from uh, North Carolina the other day. And he was, boy, he had his numbers down. And I said, man, you remind me of um, Igor or Egon in um, Ghostbusters. who's walking ah. around looking at his, uh, his measuring device for ghosts, even though the ghost is right in front of them. Um, You get so so buried in the numbers. And believe me, I worship at the altar of analytics. So it's not like, uh, you know, I'm super, super old school on this. But analytics, if it doesn't take into account what the repair, uh, the repairs are gonna be if you're renting to people who are on the lower end of the rental scale. Because you could have a great property that rents for eight fifty, eight fifty a month, and you bought it for you know I don't know seventy five eighty thousand dollars, and you could be looking at ten thousand a year just in repairs. Yeah, right. And
1: another another big thing that people aren't factoring in, especially in Cleveland property proper, is the lead safe program they have now. If you're in Cleveland, they're going around by zip code and they're inspecting every property. And if you get hit with a lead, a lead abatement order, I mean that could be you could drop 10 grand right there. You might lose rents. You may have to move tenants out. You know, there there's all these factors and it and it all starts with the due diligence on the front end. If you buy something and you run your numbers and they're tight and you're looking at 12% return. And then suddenly you get hit with a $10,000 lead remediation.
0: (laughs) Now now it's what? A a 1% return? (laughs) If, or maybe, or maybe negative. Or negative. Well, you know what? I think what happens is using our stock market analogy, it's, these are like junk bonds. If you're buying, if you're buying in certain areas in the city. Yeah. You could hit a home run, but what's, these are not stable long-term investments and just, you know. How many of the tenants are you going to get in these neighborhoods sure they're going to pay 850 but how many times are you're going to have to evict or how many times is there going to be a missed uh, rent payment and in you know factor that in your, your your cap rate and that that's the problem that old expressions I can't afford cheap I cannot afford cheap you know you buy one raincoat on sale for thirty dollars you end up buying in a 10year Ten year time frame, maybe ten of them, as opposed to one you know high well made Patagonia whatever that'll last you for twenty years that makes yeah, sense
1: exactly, and a lot of that risk can be avoided with proper due diligence on the front end
0: yeah, and I think sometimes I mean you're great, Mike, because you, you you're really hey, you know I gotta uh, walk the ethical line here, and I can't say this or i can't i got not politically correct but you know. Legally correct. I get. Well, look, we're not trying to redline anything, but facts are facts, and this is not something you're going to be hearing about in, you know, people talking on YouTube or whatever on um, making money in real estate. These are this is the underside of real estate, and and how many property managers are going to be want to handle, you know, tenants like this where they got to go over and get in an argument with somebody to collect the rent. So if you're a single investor, you know, um, out in California, like, you know, our client Renee in California, she's got one house. We manage it. we, We got people in there, great people. It's kind of a lower end house. They pay their rent on time, but it's in a stable area. It's not in a unstable area. So these are factors all got to be taken into account when you're looking at areas that have appreciated over the last couple of years final thoughts on cap rate yeah.
1: well cap so cap rate for yeah and, and this this appreciation you know we're we're saying bubble um, I guess to kind of wrap that thought up so if you paid the three hundred something for the fourplex, you know how much higher can that go even if even if the bubble doesn't burst, so to speak. How much higher can that go? Appreciation rates are going to return to what is normal for our area. We know that people buy in Northeast Ohio for cash flow, not appreciation. The appreciation typically here is 1% to 5% with 3% being a good average. So these guys that are saying, oh, wow, well, it went up uh, 15% each of the last three years, that's going to continue. My bet would be, no, it isn't.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's, this is not a good investment. uh, If you're looking to be smart with your money and build up a retirement account, just because it's got the two bands words, real estate in there, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good investment. You know, I know the the stock market is rocky, but the stock market, if you're in for the long haul, you know, five, you got a five, 10 year runway, you're going to do fine. You know, if you buy just quality companies, especially if you get something where, a system set up where every month you're just reinvesting, you're investing, you're investing, you're investing you, you don't care whether the market goes up or down, you're, you're investing in a basket of stocks. You're going to do fine and you're not going to need a property manager. So I think, okay, right. I think real estate is, is if you think it's a license to print money and you're not looking at it with a, a skeptical eye, you, you're going to get screwed. And, you know, we've, we've all learned our lessons. We talk a lot about that in podcasts. So our May heat check report is as follows. Mike, wrap it up in a bow and let's call it a day.
1: Uh, the market looks a lot like it did last year. Inventory rising slightly, but the competition is still there. The higher rates haven't really curbed the demand all that much. So we're looking at another seller's market for 2022, at least through the summer. And that usually goes till about August, September, maybe into October before things start to cool down again.
0: Right, right. Okay. And my my wrap up is I'm looking at uh, the Ukraine, Russia thing to get wrapped up in the next month. Uh, Russia's on its heels. I think people are are not uh, taking into account that the trade sanctions that have been levied are going to cut into Russia's ability to actually resupply their troops with ammunition and guided missilery because they can't get the chips. They're dependent on 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 uh, imports coming in, which is which is not there. So what you're going to have is you're going to have uh, Ukraine basically kicking the Russians out, I think, in the next two months. Price of oil is then going to start dropping. And I think interest rates are going to cool, put a nice cool effect down. So I think in about, I think in about four, five, six months, this economy is going to level off, and we're going to be in a good place. So that's my uh, that's my macro analysis. And we will see. Uh, we'll do a recap on this in October. We'll see where yeah. we are.
1: So, we'll see how we did. Right.
0: All right. Well, meanwhile. We are going to enjoy the heat that is now in Cleveland at a nice balmy 75. Mike, thanks for your time. People will pick this up next week. See you, Mike.
1: Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast with Mike Riley. Please add our show or follow us on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Leave a like or comment on the video. All engagement is appreciated. Subscribe to us on YouTube as well for video content coming soon. For any Cleveland listeners or Cleveland Browns fans, you can check out our other podcast, Cleveland Browns Anonymous, for our weekly group therapy session. This is also on all the same platforms as the Cleveland Real Estate Investor.